Well, get one. Have an idea. You're an idea man. Go with me on that one. You're an idea man. I'm, I'm, idea. I'm an idea man who comes up with invention. Welcome to another episode of Here's My Idea. I'm Brian 2. I'm Brian 1. And we're joined by Ryan McCabe today. We were just telling you, Ryan, about how I became Brian 2. Because initially I was Brian 1. And the field goal bet was that if I made a field goal from 40 yards, I would retain the Brian 1 title and he would have to move to Brian 3. And then we had to switch. We had to flip it. Two's not enough, though. You had 20 tries. You should be Brian 21. <laughs> I like him. I like him already. <laughs> it's, it's a fair point. I mean, if he had made that bet, I would have agreed to it too. My only sin was believing in myself too much, and I'll never apologize for that. I did. I made one from thirty. Yeah, I'm not getting any out of out of, ha- out of how many ten. Yeah, I was one. I was one for ten from thirty yards. So the moral story <laughs> is, you were one for thirty from kicking field goals inside forty yards. Correct on a muddy field with sneakers. No excuses. No, those things matter. It ma- It does matter. It does matter. It makes a difference. There's a reason. There's a reason NFL kickers don't do it on a muddy field in sneakers. I mean, some, of them, some of them don't even wear shoes to kick the field goal. You know that, right? <laughs> on a, I'd, if given the choice, I'd rather do turf field sneakers than muddy field cleats. No one's kicked a field goal on a field like that since Johnny United <laughs> playing football. Let me tell you. Was the bet specifically for a muddy field, or that's just where you chose to go? It's where he chose to go. He got he could go anywhere he wanted to. He had no win that day. That was on me. Uh, next week we got a special episode for everybody. It's our New Year's edition. Hope to make it an annual thing. And uh, what do we do, Brad? Well, we thought it'd be a fun end of the year thing where we would go to chat roulette slash omegle and pitch our ideas to random people see what they thought about them see if they were actually good ideas or if we're just getting biased feedback from family and friends yeah we started on chat roulette you'll see how that went it went as as you would expect so yeah we're uh, working on getting that out yeah it, was, it went shockingly well i would say very positive feedback yes met some interesting people as well we did. We met some interesting people, saw some interesting penises. Wouldn't you just, they were interesting. They're very interesting. Seen, I've never seen some penises like the ones we saw yesterday. Agreed? Uh, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I mean, shocking. Um, so let's jump in. That was a little pre-show. Let's jump into the, the specific episode. Ryan, you're joining us today from what looks like the set of Around the Horn, but... Thank you for carving out the time to be with us. Um, what do you got for us today with your big holiday idea? So uh, I'm a dad. I have four kids um, and really annoying, really annoying Christmas presents. Super annoying. Got to hide them. Got to find places to hide them. Got to wrap them. Got to do this. Do you have, do you, let me interrupt you really quick. Do you move the hiding spot around in the house or do you have one spot that's steady that no one's discovered yet? So it's always the garage, but it's like inside other boxes in the garage. This is a real point of contention in my marriage um, in that my wife will for months before November, let's say, just keep old boxes instead of putting them out with the recycling so that she can hide other boxes inside these boxes. That's smart. 
it's not, it, it takes up a, a ton of room. It's not, it's not smart, but, <laughs> but I guess like the kids get used to those boxes being there and then they are not suspecting that there's something inside. That's so, fair. That's fair. They're, they're all year round. Right. But just find a better hiding spot. Yeah. I, I mean, you put them anywhere. We, one year we put them outside. Didn't work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, personally, personally right now, my, girlfriend's very short so i just put it in a very high spot because she can't reach it smart smart i guess i could do that my kids are kind of tall though so what's your idea what is your what's your fix for this problem so here's my thing why doesn't amazon have like a a santa version which is i can pay a fee Mm -hmm. and those presents come wrapped december 24th post 8 p.m or 7 p.m i should be able to pay a fee they drop them off at my door like that why not I'm assuming, I don't know this about Amazon, but I'm assuming for a Christmas Eve, you can't do same day delivery. I, I don't know. I'm just, I was just curious. If yeah, you're aware. I, I don't know, but I would order, like I prepare in advance. Mm-hmm. I could put in this, you could say to me, put in this order by November 18th and we guarantee that day delivery. I'd have it ready. Here's See, my, I, I was gonna say, I really, I really like this idea. My only issue with this is that I get, I would get very anxious when, until the gift has arrived. Like, could you, right. <laughs> could you imagine just waiting yeah. there and be like, oh, well, my gifts haven't arrived for my kids yet. I'm just, I'm just waiting here. I mean, the downside is tremendous, right? Like, there's a huge, it's a big risk. That's why that's, that's the problem with it. And there's two risks that I see. One, what if you get well, there's three risks, actually. One, what if you get a white Christmas and now all the gifts are ruined? <laughs> like your wife, when you put the gifts outside, I don't, that seems like the obvious problem. Yeah, I, I guess, <laughs> but that's what I'm paying for, right? I'm, I'm willing to pay a little more for that. And I will tell you that anxiety is still there. So like on Christmas Eve, when my wife's bringing out presents, True. I feel terrible. Like I'm not, I, I don't. I'm not a really edgy person committing crimes, but I've, that's as close as I've come to feel like I'm committing a crime. Well, what's the I, crime? I'm confused. I'm watching the stairs to make sure oh, no one's right. getting up. I'm doing, it's, it. I feel terrible. So I, Brian, one's point, that's the same feeling I already have. Okay. I, I suppose there is, there is that, but what about the snow anxiety? I feel like you didn't address my point. What if it's snowing and raining on Christmas Eve and your gifts are sitting out there, your kids aren't going to bed. You're reading towards the night before Christmas. They're, they're staying up. They're excited about Santa. Now the gifts are ruined on the front porch. By design, I addressed the Bryants in numerical order. So I addressed his point before yours. Um, I appreciate that. Anytime. Um, what are the chances that it snows? I mean, how many Christmases does it actually snow to the point where it's, I mean, I, could, I guess I could put something out there that they can put things in like a tarp. You worried about the weather, like not getting the presents there or about them being out there too long? Both is what I'm worried about. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think Amazon can make it. I have faith that they could get the presents there. The outside thing, I see that as a downfall, I guess. But I, I'm just, I'm, but I could bring them in that day. Like I could bring them in in the evening. I'm more worried about storing them for weeks beforehand. So to answer, to answer your question real quickly, since 1961, countrywide in the U.S., snow has fallen on Christmas Day 17 times. That's throughout the whole U.S. or that's throughout? And the- not, nine of these have snow lying on the ground. 
What about rain? Does it say rain? I, 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 I don't have that. I only looked up snow. So I don't know snow, if you've heard of this little thing called global warming, but rain may be a bigger problem. Yeah, I mean, snow seems to occur more often than your field goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what's snow? Snow is, has it done it in the last 30 years? The last time it happened was to 2010. Okay, so just like so just like my life, I'm one for 30 in field goals and I'm one for 30 in white Christmases. Right. That's so there you go. So that one Christmas, it would be a problem. So one time. Yeah, so just one time, none of your kids get any gifts because they're all ruined. Just one time that would happen. That's I wonder, it. so how are you preparing that Amazon's gonna give us the gifts? Is it by like drone or is it just by delivery truck? Yeah, I didn't really so think- it has to be a sleigh. It has to be a guy in a sleigh. I mean, I guess for a fee, you could get a guy in a sleigh, right? That I mean, would be awesome. You could upcharge it all, right? I guess I could like leave my door open and someone could bring it inside, which addresses Brian's issue. You know, you know, it would be great is if what you're saying, like a guy in a sleigh, if you can do like a street fee where you and all your neighbors can chip in and get one person to like buy the gifts on a sleigh and go down the street giving, giving gifts as Santa. What now if we take Amazon even out of the equation and you and the whole business is your Santa and you just take I send you here's the 20 things I want for my kids or whatever and then I and then we handle the whole thing with the sleigh and we order them and we make sure that we get everything together not actually me but like that's you know that's the idea yeah, I was gonna say because that is not into the the whole point of this idea was that I didn't have to do it no uh, but it's a business because I, I because I think this could do a whole career for mall santas yeah <laughs> brian you're on fire you're on fire right now keep it coming <laughs> you're on fire. that is true and each mall santa takes their own area yeah i mean they could probably do like i mean if i don't know how many gifts they could actually hold if they had like a moving truck or something like that but like they could probably they could probably do like i'm trying to think of like a full day of going street by street how many streets they can do in a day and this is huge for the believing in, in Santa thing too. I don't want to speak too loud in case your kids are within earshot, but it'd be, this is huge. You don't even have to, Santa is real now. We made Santa real is what we just did. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. That, that's amazing. But, but like, even if the kids stay up and they hear the guy coming down the street, all the better. Now, my question- my- The Amazon truck pull up and, and there's a guy, you know, with a four, you know, with a, what's a dolly bringing all the, bringing all the boxes out. That's a problem. Now, my question is... Mall Santa, you're good. My question is, even with all this, would this have to happen on Christmas Eve? And wouldn't that like, defeat the purpose of like Santa, in quotes? Brian, I, listen. Um, Ryan, one, one second. Brian, you're a Jewish. Tell us what you think Santa does. That's a hard J right there. <laughs> well, I, from, from, from my understanding, on Christmas Eve, he comes down the chimney at night. And we'll eat some cookies, drink some milk, and leave the, the presents under the tree. Great. So then, where does how is what's the discrepancy then? So I have tra- a little cheese and some some scotch. We're, we're, we're talking about Santa going down the street giving gifts. When is that going to happen? On Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day? If this is happening on Christmas Day, the kids at the end of the street are gonna. It's gonna be a lot later in the day than the kids at the beginning of the street. Yeah, so I will I, this. one. You're describing a very long street. First of all, second, <laughs> second Fifth of, Avenue. You're thinking of Fifth <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> so 
second of all, second of all, I think it, you do it Christmas Eve. Yeah, it has to. I mean, yeah. so here's the thing. All the presents don't come to everyone's house at the same time. Right. There's an assumed, there is a staggering of, of, of times, but it would right. have to be Christmas Eve. So the clarification would be, he's going around on Christmas Eve giving gifts and then the kids wait until Christmas day to open them. Yes. Yes. Okay. And if the, maybe the older kids are still up and then, you know, so they're here in Santa, they get to be around when that happens and the younger kids are just under the tree when they wake up. The mall Santa point is genius though, it because really that throw, it throws the timing away. Like if I, if Santa came to my house on Christmas Eve at six 30 and just said like, Hey, you're the first stop it on, exactly. on my list. Exactly. Um, it covers all bases. And it's the same Santa they saw at the mall also. Correct. Right. Correct. I, that's a, see, I don't know if, you, if y'all know, that's a, that's a hard transition too, to be like, this isn't the real Santa. This mall Santa is not mm. the real Santa. I mean, we could revolutionize <laughs> how Santa gets the get the gift ideas is you don't write a letter to santa you, you literally tell it to him at the mall <laughs> and then the parents slip him some money and be like hey this this is our address this is where we want to be and santa goes shopping at the mall he goes he's a personal shopper yeah <laughs> so i do you have friends or family that are reliant on mall santa incomes that you're expanding this idea out just to put more money in their pocket I can tell you right now, my third period class tomorrow may not see me because I'm going to be down at Garden State Plaza starting my mall Santa business. Do we have a name for this? We don't have to say it right now, but if, if think about it in the back of your head. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get the wheels spinning. Um, yeah, you know what I've always, this is a bit of a non sequitur. You know, I feel like with the mall Santa is not the real Santa transition. I'm fascinated by the discrepancy, the, the, the discrepancy when kids figure out the truth about the tooth fairy to then still believing in Santa. There's, there's this, there's a several year gap that fascinates me. Did, are, are you trying to tell us something personal now between with your life? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was a late Santa believer. Clearly. I feel like that's pretty predictable from everything about my personality. Yeah. That, that's a direct relationship to the ability to kick a field goal. You think there's no chance that that's true. 100%. I think Lawrence Tynes believed in Santa until he was 19 years old. <laughs> I mean, point, point taken. <laughs> I, my kids are, are all in on all of them, though. I'm not, my old, not, not my oldest, but the others, all in on all of them. My nieces are at an age, my oldest niece is at an age where she is starting to ask questions about Santa, like trying to poke holes in the logic, but is young enough that she believes all of our answers. Like, she'll be like, the handwriting on these two gifts is pretty similar. And we're like, yeah, Santa's great at that. And she's like, all right, that, that checks out. Ooh, hold on. Yeah. The answer that you provide to that question is Santa's great at forgery? <laughs> He's magic. He's magic. He can write gifts in, like, whoever's signature is at the house. You all okay. realize you, you could just print labels and then Santa uses a computer since it's 2020. You think Santa uses a computer? I know I'll tell you, at, at my address, Santa's been using a computer for a long time. Fair enough. We do the Sharpie in this house. So Santa walks around with an endless amount of Sharpies. I mean, I understand it's magic, but how long do you think the ink in a Sharpie lasts? 
Well, okay, fair enough. He's not writing them at our house. The elves are presumably writing the, the, the letters in the North Pole. That's not the answer you provided to your niece. But we, yes, Santa, Santa meaning the, the operation. The Santa's whole operation is good at that. Yeah. That's maybe, I mean, that's maybe a more accurate representation of what's happening here. So in your original question, do you think the tooth fairy goes before Santa goes or after? Much before, from my, from my experience. Tooth fairy is a solid two years before Santa. Really? Solid two years. Brian won. What do you, you think? I have, no, I, have, I have no experience in this, Ryan. Tooth fairy? Well, a tooth fairy, I do. Not, yeah, not yeah. with Santa, but. But tooth uh, fairy. I don't remember how old I was when I stopped believing the tooth fairy. I'll be honest. Um, Santa, it's a very known Jewish secret that we can destroy our friends' lives by telling them if Santa is real or not at a young age. And That's we choose to hold on to that secret. That's that you should not do that. I mean, you probably should, but like it would be really fun to not do that. Oh, absolutely. To just ruin, <laughs> ruin the Christmases of all kinds of kids. I picture you like I picture you like Daenerys Targaryen, like walking away from just a flaming kindergarten classroom where you just walked in and said, Guess what? Santa's not real. And the kids are just, just crying and throwing things at each other and just mayhem. I feel, I, said to, I feel like I took us on a tangent, but I'm back to the, uh, I apologize, but I'm back to the, uh, I'll be honest, the, 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 the introduction of the mall Santa's really eliminated all the other holes that I thought existed in this business. What do we, what do we think about the name for the, for the Santa's, for the mall Santa's being called personal Santa? Like just, that's it. It's clean, simple. I was just thinking back in the back of my head. You just, you just had to jump in to give us, to give us that. Yep. Personal Santas. I mean, from the show that produced, we came up on, on a previous episode that I'm sure you heard, Ryan. We came up with an idea for a uh, a dating app on a plane that we called Wingman. See, that's good. That's that's what I'm saying. So for you to admit one of my ideas is good, it's got to be pretty good. But now we're going. I mean, so the, the I'm, I'm saying that the bar for our names is high. You had to have something better than Personal Santa. I think it's clean and simple. I, I agree, it's clean and simple. But you, that was like a eureka moment for like. What about neighborhood Santa? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't play. It doesn't play. I mean, and it's not. It's not. It's not even personal. We said it's the whole street. The whole street. Yeah, that that's the downside to me is that it's not personal. The current system is personal Santa. Exactly. This well, no, is the current system you're sharing Santa, Santa with. I guess it is to the kids. It's not, but in reality, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a, a Santa. I'm trying to think of a name for this mall. There's something there. Here's the catch. Would it have to be named less specific so that kids wouldn't catch on? I was I was just thinking that. What if you called it like I don't know, like uh, income tax returns or something? <laughs> Those are a lot of adult words. I think you have to put the word Christmas in there somewhere. But why? Who's for whose benefit? For like the, because if the kids see you're getting a lot of emails from personal Santa or something like that. Like if, like if Ryan, how often are your kids checking your email? Like twice, three times a day. Why is that awkward? No, they never look at my email. They have no idea. What about this? What about I'm, I have my phone and I'm on the, I'm in the car. I got one of my nieces next to me. She's playing, she's controlling the music on Spotify. And an email pops up from personal Santa saying that your Nerf gun 
is ready to go. That's a problem. But if a thing pops up from income tax, you know, returns or whatever I said, she's, she's, she's not even registering that. So in your first example, the email from personal Santa said your Nerf gun is ready. The income tax returns would also have a line that, that said like, your W-9 has been completed. And then you have to- <laughs> those, would the, those would be the first three lines of every email. And then underneath it, like underneath the subject line, it would say like, now that you've gotten, now that you've opened the email, the Nerf guns are ready, the Barbies are ready, whatever else. That's a long way to go. That's a long, that's a long way to go. It's a long walk for a small drink of water, as, yeah. as they like to say. Hey, Ryan, how, how much would you, like, you have kids, so how much would you be willing to pay for like, something like this? If you, like, if you and, like, a bunch of your neighbors, like, chipped in for this kind of service, like, what, like, what would you pay for someone who the mall Santa is going to get these gifts for you and then, like, deliver it on Christmas Eve? I don't know that I could explain to you how much money I would be willing to pay for this. I'd be willing to pay an upcharge on all items, a percentage upcharge on items. What if what if we doubled the amount of money that gifts cost? Would you do it? I don't. Uh, that's probably the ceiling. I don't okay, know. Fair. I don't know that I would double it, but I'd. You could charge a lot. My thought is is you pay for all the gifts. One, two. You're paying some sort of fee. I haven't calculated that yet. And then three, you probably have to tip. I would assume. I would assume as well. I would I would assume this is a tip. This whoa, is a tip. whoa. You can't you gotta do that all electronically though. But then the, if you're doing it electronically, how's that gonna work? You can't be tipping Santa in front of your children. That's a bad luck. Well, I think you could just like, I don't know, not that much. You could be like scratching yeah. your nose and handing Santa a roll of ten dollar bills or whatever. So I see not being like the old Italian grandfather with like a rolled up money shaking Santa's hand while he dropped a $50 bill in there. I I get that. You give him like an envelope. And in the envelope, you put the Christmas list for next year. No. So you don't even know what's out next year. Who has know what's out, but I'm trying to think of a reason you would be handing something to Santa Claus. A thank you card. Yeah, it's a thank you card. And the family all makes a Chris, thank you card. Give you them a, gather them all. You put a little tip in there. Give them like give them, give them like your uh, your family like holiday card. That's good. So I'll tell you that I'd probably pay a hefty like upfront fee, and then a, I'd probably pay twenty percent more per present. Okay. With the fee, and then a tip. Got it. Okay. I feel like that is. I don't know. I don't know that it's. Uh, I mean, it's probably. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems low to me, for how for actually getting a sleigh. Or by the way, are we gonna, We didn't address this point. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. That seems twenty percent. I feel like that's. That seems like the amount you pay now for like shipping one day faster, and for doing that instead, we're getting a person in a sleigh to deliver hand deliver gifts in a Santa suit. Yeah, but I'm assuming that's on top of. Like- oh God. Okay, got it. Like what, what does the service cost? Right. So I'd have to pay, I'd pay like a contractor. Right. Right. I'd pay. Yeah. We're me and Brian are both often hiring contractors and know a lot about those things. Yeah. But what, what is it? What does it cost me? Like 1500 and $1,500. Yeah. And then a 20% upcharge on items. Okay. Yeah. And then he's doing it for the whole, he's doing it for all of fifth Avenue. Then he's making a lot of money. This is lucrative business. It's big. Here's my last question. Uh, my last, my, my final question is, 
what are we going to do about the reindeer? Horse? I was thinking that also. Because you can't just, can we, can we swap out just horses and have them dress? Can you dress the horses as reindeer? Because not every small Santa has access to an eight slash nine reindeer. Do they need all of them though? I feel like you could get away what with two need, horses. Two reindeer. Yeah, just pull a sleigh down the street. They need two reindeer. Where are you going to get two reindeer? Well, my question is, how many how many reindeer for pounds of boxes of gifts? That's that's a good point. And then here's the problem, though. Here's this major problem. If you need, if it's a foggy night, you need an odd number of reindeer so you can have a Rudolph reindeer. Yes, and I'm not sure that everyone's dying for the reindeer. The reindeer to me aren't aren't a big part of it. So it's a horse then? I think if you, you just put like a Honda I, think, Odyssey with I, I think all you have to do is put some like antler like hat on your on the horses then it's it's good enough. But even so, we're dealing with a lot of horses, is all I'm saying. I think it's a problem that needs to be addressed. Horses don't need jobs as well, Brian. Listen, no one's a bigger defender of the Central Park horses than me. If I was I would enjoy being a Central Park horse, I always say. It's my favorite place. I would like just to be there all the time and walk around. Okay. <laughs> they need jobs. I'm saying that. But I'm saying if we go to Montclair, New Jersey, we need horses in different parts of the neighborhood. That's 100 horses descending on every town in America. There aren't enough horses. That's my only point. That is true. Do you, okay. Are you meeting Santa on the street? Well, he's, he's going down the street on the sleigh and he's going up to your house. Yeah. And the gifts up. Yeah. Yeah. Couple horses, one horse, two horse. You know, for the show, I it's up there on the horse. Just the, just, the, on the sleigh. just the one. Okay. The reindeer is a is a hole. There's no way. I'm not even sure there's that many reindeer on Earth. <laughs> what could you do? This could we convince? What if part of the Santa story? We tell them. Well, here's I have two questions here. One: What percentage of adults in the United States believe that reindeer are not real? Because it's not zero. No, it's not zero. But have either of you seen a reindeer? Yeah, in Iceland. Okay. Uh, at, the, at the Bronx Zoo, they don't have reindeer. So no, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a reindeer either. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe I have. Um, so that's maybe what we do. You just tell... I'm saying you could either can get kids to believe that like... Reindeer and horses look a lot alike. Something like that. I think that that gets through the child logic. Like, no, those are reindeer. And then, yeah. you, you know, they, they look like horses. Yeah, they do. Yeah, or like reindeer is what they use in in certain parts of the world. Right, maybe, you know, he flew down on the reindeer. He flew down on the reindeer to some other place, and then he uses horses to get around the neighborhoods. Reindeer aren't for walking. That's a good... Right? You could even drive then. Yeah, as you say, you could just get rid of the horses. Santa cannot pull up in a car. Why? It would look ridiculous. As opposed to? Maybe a fire truck. Maybe he could pull up in a fire truck or something like that. See, now you're talking because now you can buddy it everything. Now everything goes through the fire department in your neighborhood as well. And then, and the fire trucks, the fire stations have a lot of room to be storing all these gifts. Right. Provided that there aren't actual fires. Yeah, but I don't know that I've seen a fire ever. Is that true? So one time I was driving to school and there was a fire. There was a there was a fire that had been put out earlier or in the neighborhood. And that was a major like classic fire. I don't know how else to describe it. 
I've never seen a fire other than that, I don't think, in my life. So when I was a young guy, I lived in a neighborhood where my father lived in that neighborhood before me. Okay. Um, and in this neighborhood, it was kind of like a, it's an enclosed neighborhood in, in a section of the Bronx and it had its own fire department in there. And if there was a fire or a medical emergency, you'd ring, you'd run up to the fire and you'd ring the fire bell. R- regardless of what time, the alarm would go off in the whole neighborhood. And this sounds like a Dickens tale, but go on. No, I promise you, this is true. And, okay. and regardless of what time it was, I remember being as young as like five years old and getting up and running to where the fire truck was going. And my dad would go as well. Like the entire neighborhood would go. Watch the fire? Yeah. If it, sometimes a fire, sometimes it was like an old lady that fell down the stairs. Right. Sometimes it was, you know, all kinds of things. So I, I've done that a hundred times in my life. There are fires. Someone who specifically designs fire alarm and fire protection systems in buildings as, as, a, as a career right now, I can tell you there are fires and they do exist. <laughs> you, I'm not saying, I'm not, well, here, okay, here's the thing. Brian, Brian's in the pocket of big fire because guess what? If people find out there aren't fires, guess what business goes away? Brian's. You got a point. I'm in. I, I'm in. There was one day you were at work. I remember this specifically, and it was raining. What did you have to do that day? Hmm? The rain takes care of the fires. You, you really, you need more fire knowledge. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I've spoken to firemen before. They're very, they, they would come to school and they would do their whole pitch about what to do in a fire. You were telling me there's a person in the world who has done stop, drop, and roll. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, like occasionally, right? Okay, like I'm not saying that I'm not saying there's zero fires. I'm saying there probably aren't as many fires as big fire would have you believe. I guess. G- going back to that, I'm not sure that the fire station storage capacity <laughs> is the best use of a fire department. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we got it, folks. So, Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. And what I'm calling it, first of all, this is a big episode because we have a new intro for this episode. So people comment on the Instagram. Tell us what you think of the intro. Brian, what's the Instagram? Here's my idea podcast. That's right. Or text me personally, which is usually how most of these interactions go. Um, Hit us up on the Snapchat. What's the Snapchat? Bellbird10. My personal Snapchat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us. That That was really fun. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Much appreciated. All right. And we'll let you get to PTI next. Um, All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Brian, the babe they call Brian. He grew, grew, grew and grew. Grew up to be, grew up to be a boy called Brian. A boy called Brian. Had arms and legs and hands and feet. This boy.